are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It's free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Podcast. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Uh, anyway, so I thought we could talk about the upcoming games a little bit, uh, talk about some injury news, uh, and I wanted oh. to, uh, if we get a chance, to touch on the Artemi Panarin thing. Oh, yeah. Considering ex-Blackhawk, ex ex-Blue Jacket, etc. Um, yeah, what a weird situation that is. Yeah, crazy. Um, but So I figured uh, we could start off with kind of how the Blackhawks have been doing since, since we last... Uh, since we last paid attention to them. Because um, awesome. I don't know that I was expecting that 6-5 game. That that was absolutely <laughs> insane. That game was wild. I was, I mean, with how that game was going, I wasn't going to be surprised the Blackhawks lost. I mean, they allowed like 40 shots on goal, but that was a hell of a comeback. Really deflating to allow four goals in the third period. Uh, yeah, man, it was... Honestly, it got to like 4-2 and I was like, okay, cool, that's that's game. Uh I just thought it was funny because we were talking about like um um yeah, so we were talking I remember we were talking about um the last time the the teams met and it was like very much goalie versus goalie and it was, you know, it was a 2-1 game and then a 3-1 game uh, or the other way around, I don't remember. But then this kind of just turned into who could score. Yeah, right. Those goals. Um, but yeah, no, I fully okay. once it got to four two, I was like, okay, cool. Well, this is this is game. Like, let's just accept it. <laughs> and uh, then, like, Stole two points. Four more goals happened. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a six goal third period, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. Not expecting that from these two teams. No, like because we don't know how to score goals anymore. Um. And then, obviously, <laughs> a couple of games later, we lost 7-3 to Carolina. So, just too, mm-hmm. many, too many goals are happening at the minute. Um, but how are the, the Blackhawks been looking playing other teams? Because you just, Kevin Lankinen just got his first shutout, right? Yeah, he got it on Wednesday, <clears throat> last Wednesday against Detroit. He was great. It was a 2-0 shutout. Um, and... It's just, I mean, the beat goes on with him. It, it seemed like it was just a matter of time with how well he's played early on. Um, kind of had a tough game on Friday against Carolina, but as we just talked about, they seem to be kind of picking everyone apart. So um, good couple of games from Lincoln in recently. And, I mean, that's kind of been the story of the year for the Blackhawks, for real. I mean, he's keeping us in games that 
sometimes we shouldn't be in, especially with this young of a team. But when you get good goaltending, you always have a chance. It's been awesome. Yeah. Do you think like do you think Lankanen is legit, or do you think he's just like you know how some goalies just turn up and they're like, okay, I'm gonna will this team to the playoffs, right? Like Corey yeah, Crawford definitely... did it a few years ago for um for Chicago. Do you think yeah. Lankanen's legit, or do you think it's like kind of a I don't want to say a fluke because goalies kind of run hot, hot and cold all the time, but like, is this yeah, that, what we can expect from Lankanen for years to come, do you think? Yeah, that, that is tough because goaltenders, I mean, they could just find their strides at random times. We saw it with Matt Murray early in his career. Um, but I do think Lankanen is the real deal. And what, why I say that is, is more so because of his demeanor, honestly. He, he's a great interview. Every time after games, before games, intermission. He's just a really confident guy, really believes himself. And in addition to that, he's very positionally sound. Like he's always in good position, it seems, to make the save and his rebound control is really strong. So I think he, not only does he have the ability to do it with how, he, how well he plays on the ice, at least so far, but I also just think he has the exact mindset you want out of your goaltender, especially at a young age. I mean, he's just so calm and collective and very confident and poised in that. And those things, as I just said, that's everything you want in your goalie, especially right now when we're searching for our franchise goalie. So I know I don't want to jinx it or jump the gun or anything, but I do think Kevin Lankinen is legit. I think he's just, I think he's just getting started onto something great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the crossover episode with Lockdown Blue Jackets will continue in just a moment. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, salted caramel, double chocolate, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps to get 20% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code Locked on in all caps for 20% off your next built bar order. Yeah, he gives me like real Elvis Mosleykins vibes in a way, like just this young, exciting goalie that's just mm-hmm. kind of turned up, has a great personality, is clearly like just having a ball. Uh, and Obviously, you know, that's working pretty well for us, or it was yeah. like, way up until uh, <laughs> the end of the Nashville game. Uh, yeah, but yeah, what happened like, there? Lincoln and I've been, every time I watch him, I'm like, okay, he's like, this guy's really, really like, he's legit. He's going to be something special. Yeah. I'm hoping so. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And it's funny you bring up like the, those guys with good personalities and, and confidence in those cells. It seems like all the goalies that, that come, from overseas just have those awesome personalities that that you want out of a guy you know yeah exactly like I think there's a there's a real thing in hockey like it's not a secret it's very much okay no personalities no like 
nothing fun. We're just going to, we're here to play hockey and like conform to like this team identity. And I feel like Elvis, especially, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen as many uh, Lankin interviews, but Elvis especially kind of seems very uh, willing to have a little bit of fun with the interviewers and kind of like show some personality. Like he really leans into like the Elvis thing. <laughs> yeah, um, that's awesome. So it's, yeah, it's, it's always fun when you have like a good, exciting goalie that, you know, also feels like an actual person and not like a, like I always feel like Crosby and McDavid, you know, they're phenomenal players, obviously, but they're also just incredibly boring humans. <laughs> that is fair. Um, it, but it's, it's like, it's fun to see those guys enjoying their time so much and making the most of it and just always having a smile on their face. I think that's an important attribute to consider that they, they're loving their job. They love coming to the rink and they love the work they put in. I mean, that, and it all comes together. It makes sense, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do want to kind of touch on, uh, go back to Elvis for a little bit in terms of like injuries, um, because Elvis is injured again. Uh, and I found out today, I think it was earlier, earlier on today, obviously you've just lost Dylan Strom to concussion protocols. Uh, mm-hmm. Like what's, what's going on there? What do you think that means for the Blackhawks in terms of like center positions for the next few games? Today was a wild day for the Blackhawks. We got Connor Murphy back off IR, but we also moved Lucas Carlson, one of our young defensemen, to IR, and now Strom's also in concussion protocol. It was a lot to take in today. But as for Strom, um, honestly, Jay, he, he really hasn't been good this year. He only has eight points in 19 games. He's on the middle of a six-game scoreless drought. His face-off win percentage is 44%. Not what we need out of him, especially without Taze and Doc down the middle. So it's a tough situation, obviously, for Strom. Concussions, it's apparently he got hit a couple games ago, and now he just started having symptoms. I'm not sure how serious they are. They didn't really go into too much detail. But I hope he's not hurt bad, but I feel like he could maybe use a couple games off at least just because he was really going through some struggles. He was kind of looking like a ghost out there. I mean, not winning face-offs, not winning puck battles. He's not a great skater, so he's not flying up and down the ice. I don't think it's going to hurt Chicago down the middle all that bad. I mean, Pia Suter has been playing on our top line. He's been playing just fine. David Camp on the fourth line is our best face-off guy. Carl Soderberg has been doing all right on, on the third line. And then we have some guys who are capable of playing center who are on the wing right now as well. Matthias Janmark's played a little wing. Lucas Walmark has played um, – sorry, I said Matthias Janmark's played center in the past. Excuse me. Lucas Walmark has been primarily a center in his career, and he's been playing the wing. So that may bump him down the middle a little bit. And Philip Kurashev also, he's a guy who's been playing wing, but has the ability to play center. And all those guys have been playing fairly well while Strom's kind of been just meh, in my opinion. So I don't think this is going to hurt the Blackhawks that badly based off Strom's performance recently. But I I am concerned about, obviously, the concussion. You'd never want to see a player go into concussion protocol, and it seems like it just keeps happening with Blackhawks players. Yeah, you've got to wonder, like, at some point, is it, like we had, we had this uh, a few years back with the um, the Blue Jackets when I don't know it was 20, 2018, I think, and it was just everyone was injured, everybody, and people were like, well, we need to look at like the training programs and the coaches, and we need to like 
look at the medical procedures and stuff and make sure that it's not something that the team is doing because it was a case of like just everyone, everyone. just dropping like flies. Yeah. And I feel like the Blackhawks especially have had more than their their fair share of concussions. Obviously, Corey Crawford was plagued with them for a long time. Andrew Shaw's had a lot of concussions. I feel like that's probably in part uh, due to like how he plays. But I wonder if Dylan Strome has been concussed maybe longer than a couple of games. And that's kind of why. Definitely a possibility. Definitely a possibility. And, and Carlton said it happened a couple of games ago. Didn't say a specific date or a specific hit or anything, but it definitely could have been something that's been influencing his play as of late. And yeah, I mean, another, another one goes down for the Blackhawks. Right when we get Connor Murphy back, there goes another defenseman. And then actually, like, I'm pretty sure it was the day after we recorded our last crossover was when Andrew Shaw got announced with his concussion injury. And it was such weird timing, Jay, because we literally had like a 20 minute discussion about Brent Seabrook and Miku Koivu and retirement and all this stuff about how guys have like nothing to prove really anymore in their career. And boom, Andrew Shaw gets a concussion or gets diagnosed with a concussion the next day. And he's kind of in that same boat. It was kind of crazy timing to me. Yeah, I was I was just thinking about that actually. Andrew Shaw is one of those guys that I feel like he's probably going to have a shorter career than most, but at the end of the day, he also has, you know, two Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. And he's and is he even 30 yet? Like it's No. That's the thing people forget. He's only 29 years old. A lot of people think he's older than he is. He's only 29 and unfortunately I feel this may be it for Shaw because he battled back so hard from his last concussion. It kept him off the ice for uh, around a year and it was, it was a battle. So I, I just don't know if he, he just doesn't need to have that, that fight any longer. I don't think. Yeah. And again, it comes down to, he's got two young kids. Like at this point, they've got to kind of be a priority for him like exactly. I follow um I follow him on Instagram and there's there is a lot of stuff of like him just hanging out with his kids and playing and having fun and like at, this, at a certain point that's got to be what's what's important for for sure not like I'm sure a third Stanley Cup would be you know incredible but of course he doesn't, he doesn't need no, that, it to kind of exactly and that's what another thing we talked about was just like the family situation you could tell on his Instagram and on social media he's a big family guy he's always posting pictures with his wife and stuff and his kids. And that, that's how we thought about Seabrook and Koyavu too. I mean, some older guys, even though Shaw's not that old, he's still considered a veteran in this league. And while, yeah, I'm sure the thing in the back of his mind to get him back was he wanted to fight and try to win a third Stanley Cup and be part of this rebuild here in Chicago. But I just don't think that's the safest thing for him anymore at this point. No, it is kind of crazy thinking about like guys like Andrew Shaw, especially. So I got into the NHL in 2013, was just after the Blackhawks had won the cup. And so that was kind of how I got into the league was, oh, this team is really good. I'll pay attention to them and kind of go, go, go from there. there. And so in my mind, guys like Andrew Shaw and um, Brandon Saad, like from that era, I always forget that they're like real adults now and not like, <laughs> not like 22 years old. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like, I feel like a lot of, a lot of players are stuck in kind of how old they were in my head anyway, when they <laughs> were in 2013 to 2015. 
time flies. It's crazy to think who, uh, how old those young guys have uh, become now. Yeah, like everyone's everyone's a parent, and it's Jonathan Taves like is like thirty two. <laughs> Jonathan Taves is like thirty two. It's nuts. Yeah, again, Jonathan Taves. I'm always like, oh yeah, he's like twenty seven, and then no, it's he's not. He's over thirty, which is weird to say. Where's the time gone, Jay? Uh, I don't know. It's getting yeah, it's getting to the point. Like I'm not that old, but it's getting to the point where probably seventy five percent of most NHL rosters are younger than I am. Um, oh, like I don't know if yeah. we talked about this last. It's time. not a good. It's not a good feeling. No, we didn't. But I'd love yeah. to. It's not a good feeling knowing that Connor McDavid is. Uh, he's two months older than me, and what am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I think there's six Blue Jackets that are older than I am. Oh, and it's like I I hate it. Um, <laughs> I know Sarah from um, Sarah from Locked On Kings. She's a couple of years older than I am but she was talking to Hunter from uh Locked on Penguins uh-huh. and he was talking about how he never got a chance to see Mario Lemieux play because he hadn't been born then and I just like had to deal with that emotionally had to, had to process it a little bit yeah all right ladies and gentlemen we'll be back with the crossover in just a moment but first I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, believe it or not. Real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, in a in a kind of slightly more relevant and less depressing note on the state of hockey culture as a whole, uh, I do want to talk about uh, tonight's game a little bit. Uh, what like what your lines are shaping up? Obviously, you got Connor Murphy back. You've lost uh, Warmark and Strom. Uh, I assume Lankinen will probably start both games, uh, which means we get to do Lankinen versus Corpusalo probably for two games straight, which is always fun. Like, what what are your kind of general thoughts on how the team's been playing of late and if you think it'll continue against, uh, frankly, against a struggling Blue Jackets team? Um, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen in goal, honestly. Um, Kevin Lankinen, I think this is a really big series here for the Blackhawks. They just had kind of a tough loss on Friday night against Carolina, 5-3. to three, They really got outplayed in the final 20, 30 minutes of that game. Um, so I, I think this is a big bounce-back series for them, especially without a couple guys. And Lankinen, I, I think he's going to start both because the Blackhawks are going to really want these games. But he did also just allow five on, on Friday. And I think we, we could see Malcolm Subban in there for one of these two games. So I, I think it could be 
Uh, I couldn't see it going either way, honestly. I think if the Blackhawks win the first one and Lincoln performs well, they're going to go with him again. But if he allows three or four, I think Subban's going to get in there. But overall, on the lineup, um, very excited to get Connor Murphy back in the last few games. It was really evident that we needed him back there. I mean, without Murphy in the lineup recently, we've had four of our six or seven defensemen that we usually dress are 23 years old and or younger. And two of them are 21 and one's 20. So we really need, uh, really needed an experienced guy like Murphy back there on defense. Going to be a little depleted up front without Dylan Strom down the middle, but I expect to see Philip Kurashev, I think, slide into a center role. He's been pretty good these last couple of games. And just kind of like it's been for the Blackhawks this entire 2021 season, it's going to have to be the next uh, next man up mentality. Someone's going to have to step in and fill in in Strom's spot. Um, someone else is probably going to jump in the lineup for Lucas Carlson on defense as well. So that, that's kind of been the mindset this whole season, though, for the Blackhawks. So young guys are going to get an opportunity. They're going to have to step up and play. And I'm hoping the return of Connor Murphy is going to make our defense a little bit stronger because without him, we saw some lapses, especially the last time we played the Blue Jackets uh, in that two-game series. The first game, we allowed four goals in that third period and blew uh, 4-2 and blew leads of 4-2 to two and 5-3. to three. So I think getting Murphy back is really going to be uh, a key for this Blackhawks defense in this series. Yeah, I'm really hoping that we get Wierenski back uh, for at least one of these games. He came back for came back for the second game against Chicago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in. Then, so he missed he missed two or three games with his with a knee injury. Came back for a game and then immediately stopped playing again. Uh, I assume just because he wasn't a hundred percent. And you know, in any other season, we would have the defensive depth to be like, okay, let's we can rest. Wrensky, but for whatever reason, our defense has just driven off a cliff this season. Um, so I, Wierenski hasn't been great, but I would like to see him come back sooner rather than later, just to try and kind of settle down the kind of um, the line blender that we have on defense at the minute. Like you're a, you're a Blackhawks fan, you know, like Quenville syndrome. Like if it's not <laughs> working you know throw everything in a blender for four minutes into the game uh Tortorella has that same kind of mentality of if someone's not scoring then he's just going to put them literally anywhere else in the lineup um I think last last season there was a a crazy stat I think Boone Jenner played every single forward position on every really he played for you yeah he played all four left wings all four centers and all four right wings at some point last season so at some point, Wierenski would like, I'd like Wierenski to come back and then have some kind of semblance of defensive stability. And it's hard to get in a groove when you're rotating that much. And the Blackhawks themselves have had to deal with this. Uh, Duncan Keith has had just basically a rotating door of guys playing with him. And it really hasn't led to us settling and finding our, our pairings like we want to up to this point. 19 games in, I think we both agree that we'd like our defensive pairings and our lineup to be a little more set in stone than it is right now. Obviously, it's tough with COVID and injuries and whatnot, but um, it, it's tough when guys aren't playing with the same guy every night and you just you know you got to have a different feel with each player. Every guy has different chemistry with another because each player is different. So I think. 
getting Connor Murphy back for the Blackhawks, I'm hoping will solidify our top four, especially. And I'm sure Zach Wierenski would do the same for the Blue Jackets. I mean, when he's when he's on his game and playing well with Seth Jones, they're one of the top defensive pairings in the entire league. And I'm sure that makes your guys' defense a lot stronger and life a little bit easier for everyone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so the game that we just lost, the 4-2 game against Nashville, our defense was Seth Jones, Vladislav Gavrikov, which I didn't hate. I think Gavrikov's turning into a very good shutdown defenseman. I think he plays pretty well. He's a good young D-man. Uh, Wierenski was out injured. Savard was out due to non-COVID illness. And so that meant our other four defensemen were Michael Del Zotto, uh, Andrew Peake, Scott Harrington, and Gabriel Carlson, which is not a bottom four defense that fills me with a lot of confidence. Yeah. Um, so getting Savard back uh, tomorrow or tonight will probably help. Uh, and um, eventually Wierenski will come back and it will kind of solidify that top four. But I feel like Duncan Keith has kind of had, has Duncan Keith had like a regular defense partner since kind of Seabrook dropped? Not really, to be honest. It's been tough. It's been tough for him. He's got, he's seen a lot of different guys. When we still had Nicholas Jalmerson, he, he saw a lot of time with him, but I mean, that's been three, four years now. So. It's been tough. We want Connor Murphy eventually, I think, to get up in that top that top pairing role with Keith. But when we have so many young guys on defense too, you kind of got to spread it out a little bit. You don't you don't want two twenty one year olds on your third pairing, two rookies. That sounds like a nightmare. And then Nikita Zadorov for us. Oh boy, it's been a roller coaster ride for Big Z. So we got to we got to pair him with somebody. Like it's it's been tough for Keith, especially ever since the Blackhawks have been in that post-dynasty era. He really hasn't had a consistent partner. And honestly, credit to Keith because he's still been performing at a high level, even at 36, 37 years of age. He's still leading the Blackhawks in time on ice every night. And most nights, he's performing like a top-pairing defenseman still. So credit, credit to Duncan Keith for many different reasons. Um, this year, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of 21-year-olds. Uh, he's seen time with Adam Boquist, who's only 20. And while he's also, while he's continuing to perform well on the ice, I'm sure he's also playing a huge factor in developing those guys and getting those guys comfortable too. So it's, it's been uh sure. It's not ideal for Duncan Keith. You know, he wants to be winning all the time and getting back to playing championship style of hockey, but that's just not the brand we're in right now. Yeah. I think we talked about this either just after the the 6-5 game or during the second one, like, you forget how old Duncan Keith is because he still looks like he did, like, in 2015 when he, when he won the Conn Smythe. Like, the, the dude has maybe slowed down a little bit, but he was keeping step with some of our faster, faster guys on the ice. Um, and there was a really good athletic article about him i think mark lazarus uh who i still follow on twitter despite not following the hawks i still follow laz um he's just he's a great he's a great follow um and there was a really good article he did about like how duncan keith has kind of gone from being this scary guy that tried to beat ben smith up at prayer at camp one year to like (laughs) 
the fun uncle of the of the Blackhawks baby. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. He got in a scrap with uh, Taze last year too at a practice, which was <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, Blackhawks fans were running wild when they saw that. Oh, I bet. <laughs> ageless wonder. I mean, thirty-seven years old. He's averaging twenty-four minutes for the Blackhawks. He's led them in time on ice in each of his sixteen years with the team. Even as a rookie, even here as a thirty-seven-year-old, he's still doing it. Still flying out there, and. I mean, I am surprised, but I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> there's part of me that's not just because, you know, the stories about Duncan Keith's training and him just being a freak of nature with taking in oxygen. I mean, I've read a couple different stories from, I'm not sure if it was the athletic or, or who wrote them, but about Duncan Keith's O2 tests and how it's like Olympic swimmers stuff. Like it's insane. Like the amount of air he's able to take in while still running or still going at full speed is incredible. And I mean, if he's able to keep this up, I don't see why there's no reason he can't play till he's 40. I feel like if, if someone came in and watched the Blackhawks for a week for their first time in their life, there's no way in hell they'd guess Duncan Keith is 37 years old. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, February 23rd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Go Hawks. Let's pick up a a big couple of points here on the road against Columbus tonight. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.